Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to The Men's Room. Wow! And away we go. Welcome to season 19, episode number 4,058. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, the Ted Smith, and my car. What's up today? Taryn Daly and Steve Miggs join us from the Daily Miggs Morning Show. And once again, we will sit and spin. Feeling kind of bad today with 10 songs that artists later regretted. Oh, yes. all the way to the bank. We will play Profile This. Plus headlines, men's room shot of the day, fun with listener emails, and everyone's favorite, TV time with Ted. Click, clack. Drink and jerk. All right, here we go. The state of California auctions off illegal bongs so that you can smoke on the cheap. Meanwhile, a woman goes on a cruise, gets into a fight, and to a cell, she almost did sleep. Teacher brings swords to school before encouraging students to fight. Woman should not have uh, invited brother to her wedding, who is not so bright. And a woman orders poppy flowers from a florist and gets puppies instead. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, 
Here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, it's no secret that we all make mistakes. I mean, look, it's part of life. And most of the time, mistakes are seen as a bad thing. And for good reason. Depending on the severity of a mistake, it can be real, real bad. For example, a hospital in England, they're in a little bit of trouble after a patient there died because they forgot to feed him for nine days. Yes, that qualifies as an oops. A little closer to home, Disney's been rather mum about a lawsuit that they're facing from the family of a New York woman. You see, she had severe nuts and dairy allergies. She explained this to the restaurant staff there and was assured that her meal was absolutely allergen-free. Then she dropped dead as a result of, quote, elevated levels of dairy and nut in her system. Now, obviously, these are examples of making a massive, massive mistake. Very bad ones, but not every blunder in someone's life. I mean, sometimes, well, a miscalculation, it can lead to something good. Do you like chocolate chip cookies, popsicles, potato chips, or beer? Yeah, guess what? All of them created by mistake. Because you see, mistakes aren't always bad. They're just usually bad. And like we said, we're all guilty of them, both big and small, consequential and irrelevant. And today, we want to talk about exactly that. Whether it's good or bad, we want to know what is the most memorable mistake that someone has made that you know. To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the men's room at KISW.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. Oh, but y'all, away we go. Welcome to Season 19, Episode number 4058. What a large and charged program we have for you today. Oh, my God. future repeat. Taryn Daly, Steve Biggs from The Daily Biggs Morning Show will join us. Once again, we'll sit and spin. Today, we have artists that, uh, for whatever reason, on most of their popular songs... They can't stand them. They regret the fact that they even recorded these tunes. You know, people say that. I don't know if I believe them. Uh, what was it? Warrant? Oh, it's a song, Cherry Pie. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's right. the one tune everyone knows from Strippers Dance, dude. It's a fun song. And they're like, oh, we hated that song. I'm like, okay, look, 
Most people I know, you write a song. If at that point you hate it, the last thing you do is present it to your band. And then if the band hates it, the last thing you do is record it. And if you really hate it, the last thing you do is play it for your band, record it, then put it on an album, then yeah. release it as a yeah. single. And I'm sure they would have kept going strong, making the same kind of music if it wasn't for the fact that the Seattle scene came in and just kind of wiped all that out. It did. As far as the popularity goes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. All that pop metal stuff. But still, it's like, yeah, I, you might not like every song the band puts out. I understand mm -hmm. that. You got, say, four members in a band, 12 songs on an album. You're bound to not like some. But if you really don't like, and the difference is, if you wrote it and you don't like it, don't play it for the but band. But when you hear that drum intro to Cherry Pie, you're like, yeah, yeah and you baby. secretly turn it <laughs> up in your car. What is the drum intro to Cherry Pie? Oh, man, they come out, they're banger. All I, all I remember is the chorus. You're pulling it up, Mike. Oh, you know I am. All right, you ready for this? Here we go. All right. Come on, man. Over here. And... You're in your car, just hanging out, man. Maybe you got your wang out. Who knows? Of Driving course. down the street. Turn it up! Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's a dumb song. Oh, we hated this song. Like, oh, come on. You like recorded a, it. You wrote it. Good. I think part of his issue was, too, if this song, the story I watched on him, he was like, this song became like, Warrant. this is why grudge is great, and we hate rock right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, everybody hates me. Everybody hated our song. Right? Because it was so big. But I'm with you. Over the years, I wish he could have liked it again before he passed. Because yeah. I love this song. I guess that is tough if they're like, this is the reason why this whole scene blew yeah. up. Which right, is, there's which no is, talk radio, unfair. and it's like, the reason why the men drew. Yeah, I feel kind of yeah, bad right, about it. Right, just as of like, I don't know, profile this. You'd be like, God damn, we should have never done that. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the 10 songs that artists later regretted coming up with uh, with Sid and Spin. Oh, what else do we have, man? We cannot wait for uh, Friday to come around. Obviously, we always look forward to Friday, but uh, uh, this time around, we have a, uh, a very special announcement. We spent part of our day today being involved and in, uh, not really involved, but witnessing. Uh, That's probably the better way to put what's, it. Uh, we have nothing to do with anything. What's about ready to go down on uh, on Friday? But uh, we are uh, we are freaking excited. It is going to be cool. So just know on Friday's program, we have a very special announcement coming up uh, around four thirty concerning the men's room. So uh, that's coming up on Friday's show. It's going to be a loose show, I think. It's going to be a real loose show. And today not we're going to talk loose. about uh, yeah the <laughs> most memorable mistake. <laughs> Someone has made that you know. Now, these could be big-time uh, issues. People make mistakes at work, but oftentimes that costs the company a lot of money. I've told this story many times. I'm not going to tell it again about uh, the woman I worked with who accidentally sat on an art piece installation worth tens of thousands of dollars and right. destroyed it at the Christmas party. It's a mistake. It was a mistake, but it ended up uh, not being the best situation. <laughs> oh, little mistakes here. I don't know if anyone noticed. Just coming back to the show. Yeah. The uh, Hey, if you missed this on, uh, on the uh, Daily Mig show. And they played a funny little snippet from the show. It's not a big deal. That's just not where it's supposed to be played, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're listening tag. to the radio, no one cares. Yeah. Program directors, everyone else, you get the phone calls. Like, oh, why did you play that there? Because I made a mistake. My old boss used to do this to me. Working an overnight shift on the light listening station, whatever. I don't remember what song I was supposed to play. I ended up playing, was it Long Train Running, Long Train Rolling, Doobie Brothers. Okay, not a bad uh, tune. Not a bad tune, and it still fits within the genre. All right, so anyway, accidentally hit it, song plays, I'm like, just let it go, right? No one's going to complain. 3.30 in the morning, hotline rings, there's Bill Pasha. Um, he had some weird sleeping hours. Why? I don't think he slept, because no matter <laughs> what I did between midnight and 6 a.m., homie was actively listening. But uh, he says, 
um, why are we playing Long Train Runner from the Doobie Brothers? I said, well, either I've taken over the station or I made a mistake, Bill. I'm going to let you guess. And can we not do that again? Again, Bill, that is the goal. I know it's a mistake. I just thought it would sound worse if I stopped the song mid-song and mm-hmm. put on something. Yep. No one noticed except you and me. But I noticed. Okay, Bill, we'll talk tomorrow. Just stuff like that. Didn't cause yeah. it. But at that same station, people that were not me spilled two big gulps in consecutive nights into the board that controls everything. The board is nothing but electronics. So an entire big gulp goes into the board, and the thing shuts down. Station's off the air. There's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. They put out a memo that next morning saying, hey, please do not eat or drink in the studio, but if you're going to, then please put it like on the other side of the studio. Don't do it while you're actively at the board. The same guy, Chip, this is the next night after the memo came out, another big gulp directly into the board again. That costs the station money. Long train running, no problem. So it really depends on the level of mistake, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I mean, and how many times have you done it? What do you mean? Well, we were talking about some radio yes. technology yes. yesterday. Yes. And and one time when I was running, talking about running that Navy football network, you got to, like, start the satellite so everybody else can get it off there. But it costs a lot of money. And I finished my shift on Saturday. I did not turn that off. Oh. I got him to work, but luckily it wasn't like the big balls. One of our other bosses, Barrett, he's like, I'm not going to bring it up. But like, oh, I got a $1,500 mistake. Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, look, I, it was a... I like your response. It ended up being a... Right. Well, it wasn't really a, wasn't really a... It was a $70 mistake, but I bought a train ticket. In my mind, I'm heading to Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get on the train, and I realize we are heading south toward the stadiums. And even though I'm relatively still new to town, I knew that that was the wrong direction right. to be traveling. I thought, well, maybe it maybe it loops around down here because it's a big railroad yard. Maybe they, they turn the train around because Amtrak's can do that, whatever the deal is. Then we started heading toward Tacoma, and I'm like, maybe something's off. So I went and talked to uh, <laughs> one of the train engineers. I'm like, where is this train headed? Sacramento, ultimately. Right. You know, or San Francisco. I can't remember what he said. It's like... You gotta be kidding me! I, I thought about it. He's like, "Let me see your ticket." He's like, "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, you, you bought a ticket ooh. to uh, to Vancouver. <laughs> You're screwed, BC." And I said, "Yes, I did." And he said, "Well, look, you are in fact in luck because there is a line coming up now from the south, and it will stop." So wait, you had the right ticket. You got on the wrong train. I had the wrong ticket. I got on the right train. I bought the ticket for Vancouver. It was Vancouver, Washington. Washington. Was okay. printed on right, the so the guy said to you, "You're trying to go to Vancouver, BC." BC. Uh, yeah, right. I okay. said, "I'm on the wrong." He's, I, I said, "I'm on the." I, I bought the wrong ticket. Yeah, you're on the right train. He's, he's like, the wrong he's ticket. like, look, all you do is the train should be here within a half an hour, thirty five minutes. Actually, it was more like ten uh, when we crossed over and got. We were able to explain to the guy, like, look, this guy said we could come on the train. We yeah. got. We I bought the wrong ticket. He's like, I get on. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it was just that easy. I mean, Amtrak was like. I'm sure you're not the first. Tra- right. And train travel is just a lot easier. If they have room, they're not that. You know what I mean? No. It was It was actually just it's like. nothing like a plane. It was such a relief. It was yeah. just like, this is way too easy. As far as just the, I messed up. We didn't get too far along. Far enough along to make it now a four-hour train ride. But still, uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But it was, just a, it was a mistake I made, not knowing that there were two Vancouver's at the time. But Dude, I won't say the store, but people have heard of it. And it was a bad experience in Yakima. So after like two and a half hours, three hours, right, we're, we're excited to get out of Yakima. But this is 2014. So I don't know if our phones weren't up to date. Whatever. We lost coverage. But I'm riding shotgun, which you're supposed to be the navigator. Right. And same thing, man. I took We missed a turnoff and took us way on 97. 
I took us way the opposite way. I mean, it cost us probably 90 minutes, probably 40, because we had already driven 40 minutes before I realized it. So, like, another 40 minutes back just to get on the correct way. That's a bad one. That's that a, a tough one. one, dude. Especially, but, too, is it's just you and one of yeah. It's just me and Cobb. And I'm just, he's like, it's all right. But, like, for the whole hour and a half, I'm just like, God damn it, I'm an idiot. Yep. Well, the thing that brought the question I did, these medical things, man, right? And, and they're you terrible. hear about medical mistakes, right? So, usually, it's sometimes a doctor leaves something in your body after surgery. Or operates you on the wrong knee. Yep. Wrong knee. They remove the wrong organ. And it's bad, but no one dies. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and you can kind of, you go well, like, okay, I understand you took out the wrong kidney. You would hope that doesn't happen. But in the end, it's a 50-50 shot. This, right? is, uh, this is much worse. A shocking blunder resulted in the death of a man in a hospital has resulted in the family being awarded the maximum compensation available. 56-year-old man, he did have Down syndrome and dementia. He was being treated for a broken hip, and he died after going nine days without being given food when he had his patient's notes marked up in a nil-by-mouth because he had difficulty swallowing. So basically, nil-by-mouth, meaning you can't feed him food. Orally. Right. Now, he was not giving uh, fluid food either, resulting in his condition deteriorating, and he died from pneumonia at the Poole General Hospital in 2021. Now, this happened over in England. The hospital paid... 15,000 pounds in compensation. So, like, 18 grand? Yeah. Man. Uh, they apologized That's the for the maximum? mistake. maximum? And added that uh, the system within the establishment has been changed to make sure it never happens again. Uh, a member of the family said the shocking mismanagement of nutrition had caused the man's subsequent severe deterioration and death. Man was put into care after being looked after by his parents for most of his life. However, he fell, fractured his hip, and uh, he was a patient in, uh, admitted to the hospital. There was a crucial lack of communication between hospital teams over the deteriorating condition. Uh, senior uh, doctors did not heed attempts from the nursing staff to escalate his care. Uh, the family's claim said, on balance of probability, the admitted breach of duty caused a deterioration, and he would not have died when he did. Uh, this was a shocking case. It was misman- mismanagement by the hospital. Sadly, the damages for statutory, uh, statutory bereavement are limited by law to 15,120 pounds. This is, by the way, wholly inadequate for bereaving families who have lost loved ones. I was going to say, look, I, I am not a fan of the frivolous lawsuits, especially in the medical world, because it drives up costs for everyone else, right? But if I'm a doctor in England, in the worst, like maybe you lose your job, sure. But if the worst thing the hospital has to face is an $18,000 fine, and you've literally killed someone through neglect, not going to screwed mm-hmm. up surgery, but like you just an oversight on feeding them. You're not going to worry about it. Ted, if you no. cuss during Ted versus the FCC, we don't dump it. That's $375,000 yeah. yep. because a word everyone's heard of went out over the air, right? One time. But if I let someone die in my hospital, it's only 18 grand. I mean, I'm not saying I'd slack on my duties, but just that sense of priority is just not there. Like, this is the worst that can happen is 18 grand. The worst thing that can happen is I kill you in the hospital, and my worst punishment is 18 grand. Like, eh. yeah. I mean, here, man, that's a $40 million lawsuit, right? There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. You're losing your job, probably going to get disbarred, not disbarred, whatever, taken off or whatever the medical thing is. The, the hospital goes through all this crap. 18 grand, I'm like, right. yeah. I mean, look, it, 
I think it's like any crime. If they said, hey, man, you know, manslaughter is going to cost you 20 bucks. Like, I'm going to go beat that guy's ass. Right. Not that this was the yeah. two days yeah. in jail. All right, I'm going to go hit him with a bottle then. But when you say, like, guys, don't fight because you're going to go to jail for two years, right? It's going to stay on your record and it's going to be a $10,000 fine. I mean, these things kind of help you, help motivate you to not do things that you really, really would like to do. Yeah. Even just like jaywalking. Right. I'm sure there's a jaywalking ticket or whatever. It is. I'm sure there's yeah. a cost. But even if you. Uh, Put that next to, like, say, speeding. Speeding, obviously, is going to be a much more expensive uh-huh. ticket. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you're right. The the punishment does affect how you will do stuff. It, right. it really does, man. And especially something like that. I don't think it affects your ability to do surgery, right? Because you're, you're trying to do your best. But when it's an oversight of a note about feeding a guy, uh-huh. and for nine days, and the nurses are telling you, like, there's something up. Just check on the guy. And right. you just right. Like, right. right. For 18 grand, like, yeah. One of my best is that uh, it... So this was in the, the later part of, of August. And I truly believed, and this was not a mistake on my end, but this is a mistake that I would be the one to make. All right. Okay? So it is my anniversary. Now, my wife has been talking for, the, for two weeks before that how she's got these shows coming up because she bought season tickets to Chateau Saint-Michel. Ah, okay. And so did a couple of her other friends, work friends and everything else. So typically a group of no more than less than four women would go do their date. They'd have their wine. They'd have their cheese. They sit there. They watch the show. They come back, and they're you know typically pretty tuned up, which is not a bad thing. Just going out for a nice girls' night. Yeah, you're gonna get late. Well, this one's on the uh, the 25th of August, so I know for a fact I'm like 25th of August. I'm like, all right, well, this is my anniversary. So right, okay, but she keeps telling me she's going to Chateau Saint Michel. All right, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, you would say normally like, look, I really want to go to the show. I know it's our anniversary, but I really want to see this band. Could we do something the next night? Sure. Or the night before? Sure, absolutely. But to me, she's still pressing on the fact that this show, Michael Franti Spearhead, maybe? Michael who? Spearhead? I don't know. Michael Franti? I don't know. That That rings no bells. That was the show. No bells. So anyway. So, but she's going to go. But I still did the right thing, and I had a reservation at an Italian restaurant uh, down the road, Serafina over on the East Lake. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's an anniversary place, Italian food, you can't go wrong, blah, 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 blah. So I had that for about like 7.30 reservation, whatever. I also had stopped on the way home. Granted, I know it's not the most romantic thing, but the QFC has decent flowers uh, by my house. Does it matter when you I'd get already, the flowers? I'd already bought a card downtown. I'd already just, I had the dinner planned and everything else. So it doesn't matter when you get the flowers? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know ideally you want a floors, yeah. but floors are ridiculously priced. But like you say, on QFC, like, that's a fine-looking right. bouquet of flowers. So we're, so we're on the air. Do you cheaper. know she's going to the show? I know she's going to the show. Did you tell her you made the reservation? I did not say anything because I thought this is a setup. <laughs> All right? So I thought she's just trying to trick me to see if I remember if you do, right, right, right. that it's the anniversary. Okay? So I'm like, All right. I'm not falling for this crap. So I've got my card. I've got the flowers. Actually, uh, she had texted me when we were on the air and said, hey, don't forget, instead of going out for a beer like you normally do with Steve tonight, would you please just get your ass home and walk Chewy and make sure that she gets out, she gets her walk. I've never had that conversation. She gets fed. You know, take care of the dog, please, and then you can go out and be an, be an idiot. So I walk in the door, and one of her friends had picked her up, so her car's still there. I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was a setup. So I walk in the house. Nobody's there. So uh, the flowers I bought need to be taken care of. So I go upstairs. I, I put them in one of those vases, one of the nine million vases. And I you know, set the card out, which I'd already signed at work and all that stuff. And I put it on the counter. 
and I walk the dog, and I take the dog for about a 35-minute walk, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, it's a little after 7. We do have a 7.30 reservation, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the dog back home right now and figure out what the hell's going on. So I go back. Nobody's home. And so uh, I, I, I text her as I get, did you make it to the show? She said, uh, yeah, we just found our space. Right. Because it's like the grass eating, whatever. You know, like yeah. We unpack, and I can hear the, the, right, right, right. the background stuff, you know, like, do I call her? So uh, I'm like, she's at this damn show. So I'm like, well, F it. So I went down to the PI, and I got oblivious. Because I knew by the time that she would get home, she would be too. So I was like, you're not going to know how messed up I am. But I'm like, this is my anniversary. And I'm like, it... There was a part of me that was just like, this is the greatest thing that has happened to me <laughs> right. on a Thursday night. Like, I, I can just go and hang out. I don't have to go to dinner. I don't have to do all the stuff. you know. And I left everything out. And I just remember, I, I, I passed out by the time she got home. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, why are you sorry? She's like, I did not know it was our anniversary. She's like, I've been looking, what? I've been looking forward to this show so much. <laughs> I totally forgot. That it was our anniversary. I'm like, dude, it's fine. Did you have a good time? She's like, yes, but I feel awful. I'm like, don't. Please don't. It's me. I went out and had fun. I'm like, we'll go to dinner tomorrow night. I, I like, got hammered. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I know you made a mistake, but like, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I'm, I'm not going to correct you. I was like, honest to God, I thought this was a setup. <laughs> I thought you were just doing this to see if I remembered right. the date of our anniversary. What, uh, what is the most memorable mistake that someone has uh, made that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. My question, what is the most memorable mistake that someone has made that you know? 206-803-ROCK as we head to New Hampshire. This could have been ugly. 
as temperatures plunged on New Hampshire's Mount Washington. And ferocious winds made it near impossible to see. Hiker Cole Mathis began to drift away from the trail. Then he hit a patch of snow-covered ice, and he slid hundreds of feet down a ravine. His fall sparked a rescue mission that would last 11 hours, utilizing the mountain's famed Cog Railway, and prompt harsh criticism from rescuers who said the hiker made numerous poor decisions and mistakes in preparing for the hike, and then just decided to push on anyway. Both Mathis and the rescuers agree that without help, he probably would have died within hours. I am extremely grateful to all 11 of the men who saved my life, and I'm also extremely sorry that they had to risk theirs to save me. I certainly made poor mis uh, decisions and was underprepared uh, for this hike. Yeah, I would think if you are a quote-unquote a rescuer, uh, then by nature, nine times out of ten that you're doing your job, the person you're saving made mm -hmm. bad decisions. He was a uh, twenty. He's a 22-year-old engineer from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So he's from there. He has plenty of hiking experience, but not during harsh winter conditions. So he set off in spiked snowshoes, planning to complete the challenging nine-mile ravine trail loop. That has an elevation gain of about 4,200 feet. The New Hampshire Fish and Game said the conditions worsen, and he ignored advice from other hikers who passed him to turn back, and that they told him, you don't have the proper gear or equipment, <laughs> and he did not plan for the weather or make good decisions at all. In the past, the agency has sought to uh, recover rescue costs from hikers they consider negligent. The agency said it has not made a decision on the Matthews rescue as of now. So did this guy hear anything positive from anyone? Yeah, the other hikers saying, you are not prepared to continue in the direction to go. Then the rescuers get there like, you're an idiot. We're here to save you, but really, we're pissed off. Yeah, that's, that's basically what went down. And then they were thinking about finding him at the end. Right, there's something, this whole Everybody, thing is, everyone's mad at you. Well, the rescuers were able to get an idea of where he was based on the fact that as they were going up, some of the people who were coming down were still in the parking lot said, hey... There's a guy out there. <laughs> right. He's not prepared. He's going, we, we came down this way. He actually slipped off of that trail into a ravine uh, hundreds of feet below. Jesus. So even when they went to look for him initially, they could not find him because he had fallen. So that even made it worse because where they thought that he was going to, they kind of passed him because he had already slid halfway off the mountain. So they get to the top where things are close to the top, where things get pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. That mountain is uh, notorious for uh, more unfortunate accidents than probably any other uh, mountain in the United States. I mean, obviously, Alaska is going to be a little bit different if you're trying to get up Denali or anything like that. But sure. as far as how quickly the weather comes in and how harsh it be, there's a horrible story about a, uh, a group of Boy Scouts. And they, is this on the Appalachian Trail? This is on Mount Washington, on oh, this particular mountain. Oh, it's that mountain. That That is the mountain. That, that is a terrible story. Uh, and they were, uh, when they found them, they were all upright. And standing, and they were coming either up or down the trail. And they were frozen solid, basically, right? Is that the, if I remember this right, like, yeah, and they got hit by some sudden storm. Right. And, and they knew they were out there, but, but the, yeah, by the time they could reach them, like, they're, you they know, are frozen look, standing. Every, everything, everything is going, you know, uh, as fast as it possibly can through the plains of North America. Right. You know, after the wind gets done with the, the Rockies and everything else, those southerly winds that basically you could equate to having uh, 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 lake effect snow. Yeah. Already the, yeah, yeah. the first big building in their way, when it's flying down, cruises across the Great Lakes. It hits Mount Washington. Okay. So that's right. like this big-ass wall. So if you are on the western side of that slope, which is how a lot of people hike up, you are basically getting all the wind, all the rain, 
all the snow. Right, any weather. All the worst conditions. Have what, you uh, done that, Miles? Not that mountain. Hell no. No, no, no. I mean, have you ever done it? I, I should have phrased that better. Have you ever been somewhere where somebody's like, you shouldn't be here on a mountain? Uh, and you, kept well, going. Yeah, 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 I have. So uh, have I. One time. But weren't you like in the, was it Rainier in your tennis shoes or whatever the hell it was? Or yeah, something? we were doing like a day hike on Rainier. We didn't know where we were, but I guess we didn't expect snow to be where it was. Yeah. Whatever that lookout point is, right? It's, I mean, it's not that long of a hike, but everything says stay on the path. Stay on the path. Uh-huh. Me and my buddy are like, ah, it looks like a shortcut. And there's like a little path, but same thing. It's a snowfield. And like, I mean, we were, I don't know how far we were. Some guy like in gear, like got up off the path and went around us and was like, you two shouldn't be here. Like you're in tennis shoes and shorts and like hoodies. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, we, we passed people practicing self-arrest. But at that point we were so scared that we're like, I don't know, like, do we turn around? Like, let's just keep going. Right. So luckily it ended up all right. But yeah, that like that guy's story, I'm like, why would you do that? But I remember that guy being like, you two shouldn't be up here. We're like, yeah, we're fine. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in Hawaii. He just put his, a rental Jeep, went over a 50-foot cliff at some lookout. But specifically, it says, do not drive on this road. Do not go to this cliff. Do not yep. go to this point. And just like everyone's stories that we're saying now, he ignored it because he's different. And sure enough, the Jeep went 50 feet over the side of a cliff. The reason that he got rescued was some natives that are spear fishermen, they were there waiting for sunrise as well so they could do their spear fishing. They happened to see the Jeep fall to 50 feet. They called 911 and saved his ass. But the same thing, the rescuers showed up. Like, Mm -hmm. we know you saw the sun. You can't possibly have gotten to this point without seeing the 45 signs that are posted. Like, turn around now. I mean, look, if we had slidden off and died, that would have been our fault. 100%. Without a doubt. Well, going up right near, it it was not a bad day. It was not Bluebird, but the forecast called for possibilities of over 50 mile an hour winds those winds ended up being more like 80 to 100 mile an hour winds right there was a tornado uh you know below the mountain while we were up there the the, the darkness of the clouds was insane and as we're going up that snowfield that, that uh, ted talks about the flakes were dumping i have it was amazing how quickly the accumulation was happening oh yeah and before you know it i mean when i say you're post holing you're lifting your leg up and you're dropping it into about a foot and a half to two feet of snow so you're trying to break trail. You're trying to walk through this thing, and it's just dumping and getting deeper and deeper. And we were the only group that was attempting the mountain <laughs> on this weekend. So lo and behold, we come in in a whiteout uh, to Camp Muir, get everything unpacked, eat dinner, crash for the night. It, w- it was a brutal hike just to get that far based on the fact that we were post holding yeah. the entire way. So I'm one of the first people up because I was one of the first people to bed. I need to use the bathroom. I go outside. I try to open the door. The wind is whipping so hard. I can barely open the door. How'd you get to sleep, by the way? On a piece of plywood. Yeah, that just seems like <laughs> awful sleep. It was. Right. It was awful terrible. sleep. It was the wind's whipping it was around. You know you're in a storm. Right. Okay. However, unbeknownst to me, there's a number of other cabins up there. That was my first time being there, and you could not see anything going in. So I did not. I wasn't aware of the scope. I knew there was a bathroom somewhere outside. Yeah. I just did not know the, the, the terrain and where I was. And there was a building up above uh, from the building that we, that we crashed in. And when I'm walking around looking for a bathroom, uh, the weather's kind of starting to break a little bit, but the wind is still blowing. And I see like this wooden door, which is a window, pop open like up above in the cabin. And lo and behold, there's a ranger up there. There's a park ranger from, right. from Rainier. And he looks at me and he goes, dude. What in the F are you doing up here? And I said, oh, there's a, there's a group of us. We're all in there. And he's like, 
why? What what in the hell were you thinking? And I'm like, uh oh. I'm not the guy. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, <laughs> what are we doing up what here? Are, and then, that, now that, that you asked, that's I when want I realized. Like I was like, how bad's it going to be? He's like, we've got about 48 hours of some really bad crap. Jesus out. Christ! And I was like, 48 hours? And he's like. 48 hours, and the bad stuff's going to hit in about an hour. Lo and behold, we're above the clouds. Yeah. I can look down at the clouds and just see how fast they're moving, how dark they are, the flashes of lightning within the clouds. There's this electric feeling all around you because yeah, you're just, you feel like you're kind of charged in a way. I can't really describe it. It's, it's like the air. It's like you put on a shirt without Mike putting in a, a bounce into the, into the dryer. <laughs> It's just this, this feeling of electricity all over your body. You're just like, this, this is weird. What uh, What is the most memorable mistake that someone has made that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, my parents forgot to name me when I was born. What do you mean they forgot uh, to name you? Well, they didn't forget to. They put me up for adoption. When I was born. Okay. All right. Um, and then my brother kept asking for me. So they came back to the hospital to get me. And when they came back, they forgot to fill out all the paperwork for your birth certificate. So my birth certificate was completely blank except for my parents' names. And so did, they, did they end up taking you home after their brother talked you into it? Or did they? did you still end up going up for adoption? No, they got, they came back and uh, took me home and everything after that. But Only so because what, your brother asked. So what what, what oh, was yeah. their? The, obviously, they have explained this to you. So what was their line of thinking? We were going to put you up for adoption, but your brother wanted to see his new baby brother. So we're like, ah, sure, let's go get what's his face. <laughs> Pretty much, um, I haven't really got the full story from them. Every time I try to bring it up, they kind of go distant and they don't want to talk to me about it. Really? Why, why do you think that is? I have no idea. Well, why do you think they brought it up to you at all? I mean, look, a lot of things go down when a kid is born. The nice thing yeah. is they're not going to remember. But they, it's like they could never mm. tell you that. You'd be none the wiser. But once I say this to my kid, I fully expect that they're going to have a lot of questions. Right. So they were hiding it from me. Um, my actual, my cousin said something about it to my wife when they were working together. And that was like the third or fourth time me hearing something about it. So I called them up and I said, hey, you're going to tell me what's going on. And they finally broke down a little bit, told me a little bit about it, but not much. So how did your cousin know to tell your wife? And did your cousin know whether or not you knew? Because that's a heavy thing for your wife to be like, hey, babe, I heard you're putting up for adoption, but they kept you. Um, no, my cousin didn't know that I didn't know. Um, and they don't know the full story either. It's only my parents that knew the full story. So, or is it like I'm trying to think of possible scenarios? Is your dad not your dad? In other right. words, not not, the, not biologically speaking, not that he's not your. Oh your no, no, he definitely is. I mean, we look exactly the same. Okay, all right. So I'm trying to think what would make a I mean, couple. What? How many other siblings do you have? Is it just the one older brother? Uh, one older brother and one older sister. How much? Baby. How much older was your brother than you at the time when you were born? A year and a half. So a year and a half kid begs his parents to meet his brother. Well, sure. He saw and mom's the, stomach getting bigger, and, and, and because of the year and a half kid, you actually did not get adopted. 
Pretty much, yeah. So when you found out about the good the story's blowing our minds, we'll be honest with you. Is that when you found out that your parents had not filled out the birth certificate? Um, correct. So uh when I turned eighteen I went to go and get my driver's license. I didn't have an ID before that. I went to go and get my driver's license. Um I went to the DOL, found out all the stuff that are required to get my driver's license, went to the Hall of Records to get my birth certificate. Spent like 20 minutes there, um, them looking for my birth certificate. They came back and said, hey, I got some good news and bad news. Oh, what are and you I thinking like, when oh. somebody says this? It's just a birth certificate. What did you think the bad news could possibly be? I had no idea. I I just joked about it. I think it's funny now, but uh, I was like, yeah, well, what is it? And they were like, well, we found it. Bad news is it's completely blank. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, we found your birthday, uh, your parents' names, everything, but it does not have the name filled out. It was just all asterisks all the way across. So let me ask you this. You're 18, and they're telling, look, we know this is yours. The problem is your your information's not on it. Could you have legally picked whatever name you wanted at that point? Because like you said, you had no ID. Your birth certificate's blank. I mean, could you have said, okay, my name is Jamal, and they got to roll with that? Hey. That was exactly it. I uh, had to actually go through the court system and go through the name process of changing her name to actually give myself a name. But and yes, did you I did you pick the same one your parents eventually gave you, or did you change anything up? Uh, no, I kept everything except for the family spelling of my first name. Okay. Well, how do you spell you spell it? Daniel D A N I E L. I'm guessing. Uh. That's how I spell it now, but originally it was uh, D-A-N-I-A-L. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Denial? Denial? <laughs> no yeah, one, no wonder you want to change it. Because <laughs> it looks like denial. Yeah. There's something weird about this story, man. Yeah, what is going on with your parents, honestly? What do you really speculate? What, what, what is your I, honest, what is your, on, you know them. What right. is? What do you honestly believe went down? I honestly, I I don't know. I don't know if it was a money situation. They didn't have enough money for me. I, I honestly, I Nobody don't has care. enough I money don't. for the kids. I mean, I would throw though. I don't understand what they told you. That, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is, you know, look, if I, if my kid was born and I, I dropped her down the escalator at the hospital, like I don't need to tell her that. You well, know, she's not going to remember, but it, certainly yeah. if we're going to put her ass up for adoption, I'd be like, okay, we decided to keep her. Hey, babe, let's agree. Let's not bring this up. And Daniel also said that he did not know until his wife, a cousin, told his wife. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. That, good that, point. That, that you didn't know what was going on. I still think something's fishy, man. I think there's, I, I think I, there's more I than... Always try to, I always try to figure it out, but every time I bring it up, I get the cold shoulder, and I don't get any information, so... Are you close to your family? Um, my brother. But not your parents? Um, I mean, yeah, we are. I'm, I go and see them uh, a couple times a month. Okay. Call them, say hi, and all that. All right. Um, there's like horrible blowing up that we had or anything like that about this. I, I'm pretty easygoing. I just kind of let go, meh, whatever. I mean, that's pretty standard. Like, how far away do your parents live? Um, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean, you're talking to them. You see them a couple times. Like, if you're cool with it, I, I, yeah, maybe that's just, it is what it is. (laughs) 
that's how I say it. Everybody brings it up. Nobody really can believe me about this story. I've uh, went fishing with my brother and my other friend, and he was down at the river fishing, and a cop came up to me and my brother, asked us for our fishing license. I was like, I don't have one. I'm not fishing. I'm just hanging out. They're like, okay, well, where's your ID? And I was like, well, I don't have one because of my situation. And they're like, this is a lie. Um, if you don't provide your ID, we're going to take you down to jail. And I was like, look, I don't know what to tell you. It's not a lie. Um, they're like, okay, I'll tell you what. Is that your friend down there? And I was like, yes, it is. Um, he was like, well, I'm going to go down there and talk to him. If he doesn't tell me this story, I'm taking you to jail to figure out who you are. I was like, fine by me. Uh, went down there, talked to him, came back, shook my hand, and said, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd rather take a second. Damn. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, at least the bright side is right. it took you to jail. It's kind of like, look, man, you can take me there. I don't know how you're going to process me. Right. There's no name to put on here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. My parents are weird yeah. and won't tell me anything. Drop the pole! Drop the rod and reel! <laughs> I was like, how does this go down in the world? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Give me that... Show your fishing license and registration now. Keep your hands where we can see them. Take that weedless frog off that and reel that bad boy in. <laughs> right. I mean, how does that go down? <laughs> I don't know. Are they aggressive? Are they, like, you know, regular cops? Or... Yeah, you don't have your license to fish, and you're right. fishing here, son. Yeah. Reach for my gun. Uh, also, I don't think it's worth all that, man. Just just be a yeah. fine. Why am I going to jail? What if you're throwing everything back? Does it matter? Yeah, would that matter? Say, so I don't have my fishing I, license. Right. Like, I'm throwing them back in the yeah, water, look, look, so I'm not keeping them. I mean, it's not, it doesn't, I don't think it's super common when you're just kind of regular fishing. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's still yeah. a cop. I know. Right, right, right. I know. But I walk into your store, right? I pick up, I don't know, a flower vase. Or a football. And I walk around with it for an hour and a half in that store. I got it with me, right? Da, 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 da. And then right before I leave, I put it on the shelf and walk out. That's catch and release. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, but would you I walk outside with I it and then steal. walk back no, in and no, put it on the no, shelf? No, no, right. no, no. Well, because then you're stealing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't take So you're fish. saying the theft of the fish is as soon as I pull it out of the water. Correct. Well, they call it a fishing license, not a catching license. Yeah. You know what, Ted? Ted just nailed it. Like, yeah, hey, right. it's in the name. Right. But then if you can, like... <laughs> right. And the other issue the is that I... them all back. Here's the problem is that, remember, the fish and wildlife are real cops. Mm-hmm. That often, fishermen I know have stuff on them. Oh, I would definitely have stuff oh, yeah. on me. Yeah, so that's the oh, other man. issue you're going to run into. <laughs> uh, you, know, you just have your license and show it to them. Probably going to be fine. Look, look well, you don't, he's going to look at your tackle box. If you if, you, if they roll up on a boat, I get that. You know, it just seems like that would be more probable on a boat. But if I'm on the riverbank fishing with a couple of kids. Yeah. Drop your rod and reel. <laughs> Put your hands in the air. I would tell my kids, run. Exactly. Let's make it awesome. <laughs> What's the uh, most memorable mistake that someone has made that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.